Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Marissa Benet and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Marissa. Good morning, Jonna. Welcome to the top. It is so good to be here. It is. And today we're going to return to a topic that came up briefly when we talked about um, rent versus buy. And um, during that episode, I think that you said that 740 is a new 640 credit score. Yep, I remember that. Well, credit scores are such a huge part of qualifying for a mortgage, but if you just start paying attention to it when it's time to qualify, you really can be missing it. It's too late. Absolutely. Today, we're joined by Melissa Condenza, branch manager for Guild Mortgage, and she is going to make us all credit score experts. Thanks for joining us today, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Well, so I got a question for you. Okay. It's going to be... It's tough. It's hard hitting. I'm going to tell you that now. So how highly does one's credit score impact their ability to qualify for a mortgage? <laughs> it is one of the big three. Yeah, it, it's like the biggest thing. <laughs> I, I feel like there's no way you can get around. Like if you got terrible credit, like it is not happening for you. Yeah. Like if you have no credit, we could maybe work with you. But if you have bad credit, we're going to have to work with you in another way. <laughs> okay. So talking about credit score, we know that there's these different factors that can influence it. Can So can you go into some details as, about some of the things that can affect your credit score for the better or for the worse? Yes, absolutely. And I, I want to point out that the things that are going to affect a mortgage score are different than the things that affect a Vantage score. And the Vantage score is what you see when you look at Credit Karma or Experian or open up your credit card statement. That is basically a copy of the FICO score that was created for the credit card industry. Each industry has its own score, FICO score. There are basically, everyone has 66 different scores. I think that's the number. So what you see when you look at Credit Karma is not the mortgage score. And when it says you can do this, this, and this to fix your Credit Karma score, that's not going to necessarily fix the mortgage score. So the things that impact the mortgage score the most, number one, absolute top number one is your payment history. So if you pay well, your score is going to be better. If you miss payments, your score will drop like a rock and it will take years to bring it back. It's like that, that is by far the biggest thing. Credit utilization is another one. So making sure that your credit card balances aren't at the max and same thing applies to a certain extent with installment accounts as well. Um, and then also mix of credit. So do you have installment and revolving? And I will say having revolving a credit is very, very important to the mortgage score. Don't know why, but <laughs> so it is. For some of our listeners that may not know, can you define the difference between installment and revolving? Yes. Excellent, excellent question. So an installment account is going to be an account that you open up that you're going to pay for a set amount of time. So like a car or a mortgage would be so similar to a mortgage, but a car, or if you bought a piece of furniture that was financed with a loan that like you start out with $2,000, you're going to pay it off. And when it's paid off, it's done. A revolving account is like a credit card. So you open the credit card, maybe your balance is 500. You can charge on it, pay it down, charge on it, pay it back. And maybe they'll increase the limit, but it's, it's always open and revolving. So how often should people check their credit score and get a copy of their credit report? 
So I think it's a great idea to check it regularly. And I would say for just basic credit monitoring purposes, Credit Karma and places like that, companies like that, they provide an excellent service because it just puts it in your face. (laughs) It's a a monthly reminder of what your credit score is. And it's also going to tell you if something's popped up that is changing your score. Not going to tell you what your mortgage score is, but it's going to give you an idea of the trend. So I think, and it, and it brings it to top of mind. And I think that's important for people. Yeah, absolutely. And I know there's a lot, we see ads all the time for all these different places where you can check your credit report. So you, you mentioned Credit Karma. Is there some other locations? I know that, you know, there's one you can get a, you know, free every year or something. Can you talk a little bit about some of those places that might be best for people to visit? Yeah. So I, and I'll talk specifically with the mortgage score. So in order to get your mortgage score, you have to either pull your credit through myfico.com. Now that's a, something that consumers can do themselves. They're going to pay about $40 to do it, but they actually do see what their mortgage score is. The only other way they're going to see their mortgage score is have a mortgage lender pull it. Okay. That's good to know. So there's no like vantage score equivalent for the mortgage score <laughs> that's out there. Okay, so what are some ways to build and repair credit? Okay, so if credit has been hurt, damaged, brought down, there are things that people can do. Number one, pay on time. Like that, that's the biggest thing. If you have late payments, stop the late pay, stop the bleeding. <laughs> like, please, minimum payment at least. Just make that payment. Um, and then if, if that's the boat you're in, it's going to just take time. You're gonna have to pay on time for possibly like years, unfortunately, unless you can call up the creditor and sometimes get those late payments reversed. That could be done as a courtesy in some cases, but it is only a courtesy or if something was done in error, obviously that has to be corrected. Um, but that that's a tough, it's an uphill battle. So you don't want to be in that boat. Now, another thing that people can do is pay down balances on credit cards. That makes a really big difference um, for the mortgage score. So that that's another one. Sometimes opening up a credit card makes a huge difference. If someone doesn't have revolving credit, so that's something that can help. Um, and then another change that's happening that's really good with the industry is that the way that the industry looks at medical collections is changing in July. And I'm so happy about it. Because if a medical collection is paid today, what a, what a consumer has had to do is basically fight to get it deleted. And it's, it's a battle. It doesn't affect most other scoring models, but it does affect the mortgage scoring model. So starting in July, if it's a paid medical collection, it is not going to be on the credit score or impact the score or credit report or be on the uh, impact the score at all. That's incredible. Yes, it's it law, way super needed and finally happening. Yeah, and I think also if you know you're going to be late or you're going to be pinched one month, it's much easier to proactively reach out to the creditor because in some instances, like with your auto note, um, you can call them and you know they can potentially approve you to skip a payment if you have great credit history with them and you've paid on time every month, but you're like, gosh, this month I know... Um, I can pay all my other credit card bills if I just didn't have to pay my auto note this one month, you know, then they can skip a payment oftentimes, but it requires paperwork. It requires planning and that paperwork and planning does not happen in two, three days. That's like a a week to two week long process. So you really have to be um, just genuinely on top of it. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. And also I think it's important to know what reports to the credit. 
So credit cards, uh, car loans, mortgages, those things all report. Utilities don't unless you're independently reporting them. Um, and you, and that brings up another thing that sometimes people think they can do to help their credit scores is get their utilities reporting. I think that helps the Vantage score. It does not help the mortgage score, unfortunately. Because that's been a trend right now. Like we've been seeing that where like apartment complexes are um, reporting your utility or your payments, but it's not actually going to help you for your mortgage. Sadly, no. Like it, I know it seems so unfair, but that uh, rent history is now being picked up by the agencies if it's shown on the bank statement and the borrower has used electronic verification of their bank statements. So it is actually helping people. Um, in some cases, get approved. It just isn't helping their credit score. Okay, so along those lines, um, we've heard that some apartments have started adding an optional service uh, for their tenants to help build resident credit. Have you heard of this program? Do you have any details about that? Yes, so I do know, and and I think the intentions are fabulous. Um, It just unfortunately does not help the mortgage score, kind of ironic, <laughs> given okay. we want you to pay for the place you live, but we're not going to take into account your payment for the place that you live. Right. So, <laughs> or the score isn't. So it it won't help the mortgage score. I do think it probably helps other scoring models. It just doesn't help the mortgage scoring model. Okay. So. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. What, what about what happens when your identity is stolen? Oh, this is the worst. Now, I, my maiden name is Rodriguez. <laughs> and the, I had my purse stolen on the river walk and I happened to have my social security card in there along with my birth certificate and my driver's license. I know hindsight, very dumb, very dumb, but it made sense at the time. And I'm not going to tell you guys why, because anyways, so, but it was really difficult, um, dealing with having your identity stolen. Like what are, what are some things that people need to look out for on their credit report? I think the biggest thing if identity is stolen is, Get a police report. Like, that is the biggest thing. Um, And then work with the credit bureaus. I would say that's another instance where possibly hiring a credit professional to help might be a good idea. Um, But but it's definitely something that the industry is aware of and is, is committed to trying to do the right thing. But working with these credit bureaus is... It's not easy. <laughs> well, they don't make it easy. Yeah, and I can speak to that because, uh, you know, Marissa, similar to you, back in 2005, uh, my husband and I were trying to buy our very first house, and we were working with a mortgage professional, and they pulled my credit, and they said, what's going on? Why have you opened all of these accounts in the past two months if you knew that you were buying a house? I said, what are you talking about? And sure enough, my social security number had been stolen. And, you know, through much research later, we found out it had been um, an employee at a utility company that I had, you know, when I lived in another state and had gone through records. But not only was it, you know, adding, you know, accounts and opening accounts that I didn't have, she changed my name. She changed my birth date. She changed my address where I lived. Wow. And it was a huge mess. And That's to insane. your point, it, it was crazy. It's It prohibited us, prohibited us from buying a house at that time until it was all cleaned up. But to your point, Melissa, you know, at that time, um, you know, this was just kind of coming to light and trying to work with these companies and get it taken care of was a little difficult. Some had fraud departments at that time. Others didn't. But having that police report 
was key to the whole process. So I 100% agree with you on that. And now, um, there has been little instances here and there still, and it's a lot easier now to fight it than it was back then, but it does take time and it does take, you know, patience and perseverance, but the key is that police reports. Well, John, let me ask you a little bit more on that because, you know, you were just going about your day, um, going about your life and then you find out, oh my gosh, this just happened. Or I just now realized did you just call the police and say, hey, I don't know who stole it or how this happened, but this is a problem. And they were just like, okay, sure, let's get a yeah, report written. So, you know, <laughs> I, I had no idea what to do. And the mortgage professional that we were working with was super helpful. And she told me the first thing you need to do is you need to contact the police department. And you contact the department um, in the city in which you live. So that may not be where this individual was that did this, you know, to you. Right, but right. And so reaching out to the police department, they did kind of help, you know, guide me through this whole process. So that was really the first step because then, you know, at that time, when you follow up with these companies, it was anything from credit card companies to utility companies that they had opened, I mean, the gamut. And then when I was able to reach out and say, I have a police report, here's the number, here's the detective that works was working on my case, that was really kind of what started to push it through and, and get some of these changes taken care of and, and off my report. Yeah, that's so crazy. The The woman who stole my identity, she got cable TV installed at my house. Like the installer went to the wrong address. They went to the address that was on the credit report, not her address. It, it was, I, I was not very um, pleased at the time moment <laughs> it, it was and they were like uh, yeah we're here to go ahead and install cable uh you you must be mariella and i'm like she strikes again she strikes again you know i it, it was a huge problem but i had a very difficult time moving forward with my life and everything got to be exponentially more expensive so you know i mean it was just i had to now put deposits down on things um because we were also in the in a move and so i was like i gotta get a new cell phone you know and it was just a huge problem it was a huge problem but i didn't it, it took me a little bit longer to get a police report because i didn't know what necessarily happened i had a police report for my stolen purse but not for my identity theft interesting that they wouldn't just tie those together <laughs> you would think but it wasn't obvious because i filed the report in san antonio because that's where i was and the also the funny thing is is that my car key was in my purse when it was stolen too so guess who was stuck in san antonio oh, yeah no yeah so, you know i'm definitely an advocate for checking your credit report you know, at a minimum on an annual basis. But you had mentioned, you know, there are those services out there like Credit Karma where like you, I think your words were it's in your face. And that's, that's a good thing because, you know, if you can see that credit score going down, you know, significantly from month to month or big differences, that's going to help you track it down much faster. And it's much easier to get on top of this uh, right away versus, you know, um, you know, a few months down the road. So, um, Melissa, you had mentioned, you know, some of the sites where you can go to check your credit report. So does checking one's own credit report affect their credit score? It does not. So even if you go to myfico.com and pull credit, that is a soft pull. And that is the only way to get a soft check on your credit and get the mortgage score. The only other way to do it is have a mortgage professional pull your credit and that is a hard pull. Now, if anyone tells you it's not, they're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so it's a hard pull. However, and this is the biggest like, however, it is not the end of the world. It is not going to drop your point, your score 20 points. It is maybe going to take two to five, two to five points on average is what it's going to take off your mortgage score. And you have the ability to have your mortgage score pulled by an unlimited number of mortgage professionals within 14 days. So the industry is set up to allow you to shop for options without it hurting your score. And like the, I think the most important thing about credit is if you want to buy a house, talk to a mortgage credit, a mortgage professional and have your credit pulled, find out where you really are. If you're working with a good mortgage professional, they will help you. If you're not ready now, they will help you with the steps that you need to take to get ready or introduce you to someone who can help you with your credit if that's necessary. Like you shouldn't, it, and if you do end up with someone who pulls your credit and just says you don't qualify, get a second opinion because maybe you don't qualify, but you at least should find out what can you do to get to the point where you can buy a home if that's what your goal is. And there is a way, <laughs> it might take a while, but there's always a way. It's, y'all are just a wealth of knowledge and so many aspects that the realtors don't need to be, you know, completely well-versed in because that's your side. You know, I'm staying my lane, you stay in your lane. That works perfectly. Also, so. it might be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Melissa, you have given us so many good tips and, and things to think about. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? I just think it's the importance of not being afraid. Don't be afraid to pull your credit. Um, and, and also do work with a mortgage professional because I, I had, I'm thinking of a specific person who told me what her score was, kind of went over what, what was the store situation. And I was like, well, okay, you could do this, this, and this. So she does it. She watches her credit karma score for probably six months. And she's like, my score is 620, which is where we needed it. We can do loans down to 540 in some cases, but so she needed it at, at 620. She's like, I'm ready for you to pull my credit. And I pull it and it was 40 points lower. I'm like, this is what I told you. <laughs> it was not your actual mortgage score. So it's just best. I mean, Credit Karma is going to give you a ballpark, but it is not the mortgage score. And I think it's just so important. If you want to buy a house, talk to a mortgage professional, get the process started and, and really know what you're working with. It's just, I think it's also important to just keep in mind, I mean, you're, you're borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars of someone else's money and it's going to be documented and it's going to be documented well. And, um, I just think it's very important to choose the team that's going to work for you, your mortgage professional, your realtor early on in the process, let them help you coach you, get your credit scores optimized. You get a great loan. But you know what? The loan officer is going to have all, they're going to run all the scenarios. And that's why I also think it's important if someone wants to buy a home and they're worried, like, and they want to buy a house six months from now, meet with the loan officer today. <laughs> Find exactly. out exactly, either you're 100% ready and you have nothing to worry about, or here are the things that you rightfully should be worrying about and what you can do about it so that you're ready in six months. Oh yeah. And I don't think it's a waste of time or you're, I don't, you're not wasting your loan officer's time. I mean, you're probably keeping up with and dripping on and nurturing hundreds, if not thousands of people at any given month. I mean, they may as well get their questions answered. And I just, I feel that loan officers are often underutilized by the client and they're coming to like the agent with questions. I'm like, go ask the lender. They're, they're like your besties in this. Like, I don't want to see your bank statements. They see them they're like, well, you know what? 
I've got these things that are on my bank statement last month. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we don't care what you spend your money on. We just care about the deposits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, the what's on what you've seen on people's bank statements, that could be a whole different podcast that is totally none of our business. But I'm still like kind of curious, you know, like, oh, what crazy things have you seen on? But I know we need like a loan officer diaries. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Just the shenanigans. You know, it's crazy. It really is. It's entertaining. (laughs) Never a dull moment. (laughs) No, no, never a dull moment. And then it's also funny, like when you see what people want to use for their proof of funds, which oftentimes the realtor, we just receive it. You know, we're like, oh, okay. But then you really kind of process and you're like, what in the ever? What what is this? Like there, I got a proof of funds once. It was just a picture of Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. That's an old favorite. That's a cash (laughs) offer. I'm like, yeah, but no, but prove it. Right. (laughs) I didn't, you know. I can take his word for it, but I don't think he's a very reliable source right now. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people don't even know what they make. (laughs) No. And that's another funny thing. Like, why don't why don't you know what you're earning per year? I don't know. That's why I do not ever take a prequel letter with that just says verbal. (laughs) Exactly. Golly. Melissa, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and sharing your insight. Um, I know that I learned a lot and I'm sure that our listeners did as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out. This has been awesome. For those listening, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Thanks for listening and I will see you at the closing table. Special thanks to our hosts, Jono Fernandez and Marissa Benet. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Ella Madden. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. Tune in next time, and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.